and welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. Another week, another episode. I actually had something a little bit different planned for this uh, for this week than what we're going to talk about here, but uh, <clears throat> I actually had a pretty interesting conversation with a friend uh, on Monday, and it, you know, for whatever reason, I just couldn't shake it. Uh, kind of, it struck a chord with me, and it kind of stuck with me for. Uh, the whole day and then into the next and I, I kind of feel like it's something that is worth talking about um, you know here on the pod really what our, our goal and our mission was was just to to be informative uh, and and talk about some skills and share some experiences and things but I feel like you know it's just it's a little bit more than that um, when we talk about mindset, you really do. You get into uh, how to think, how you process, uh, how you see the world. So I, I really think that this is something we need to talk about. You know, I was, I was conversing with this friend uh, over electronic messenger, and uh, he's a good friend. He's a great dude, uh, and bar none, probably the most <clears throat> the most intelligent uh, person I know. A good buddy of mine, known him for jeez. Uh, we're actually coming up pretty quickly on, uh, we've hit, we've already passed 15 years. So we're just talking, kind of catching up and, uh, you know, making some just commentary about everything that's going on in the world, uh, as a lot of people do when they're catching up with, with friends right now. And, uh, he made a, a comment, uh, about a coworker and their, their significant other, uh, watching a lot of Fox news and uh, becoming, and I quote, radicalized by Fox News. And his concern was uh, not necessarily that it was Fox News, but because um, he, he did acknowledge, you know, that, that mainstream media is, uh, is pretty much just pushing a lot of fear and that they all push their own agenda. And I think that's nothing new. If you're on social media at all, you understand that the, the major media outlets have a definite agenda that leans to one side of the aisle or the other politically. Uh, but his commentary was that Fox News is better at radicalizing people than any other outlet out there. And it took me a while to, to, to figure out why it, I want to say bothered me, but why that stuck with me, you know, why that really resonated with me personally. Uh, and yeah, some of my views align more with what you see on stuff like, you know, like Fox News, uh, rather than CNN or, or NBC, uh, whatever have you. Um, I, I think that you, you start to see things from certain media outlets uh, a certain way, and over time, uh, you just become kind of desensitized to it. The the message from a lot of the, you know, I'll call it what it is, the, the liberal media. Uh, you see a lot of bashing of the president. You see a lot of the bashing of his administration. Uh, you used to see a lot of uh, content about gun control, which I, I talked about in last week's pod. Uh, and it's it just it becomes it's something that you hear over and over and over again. So some of these things just you that's how it is to you. You you see it you and you read it you hear it in your day to day passing on some newspapers uh, online uh, headlines and things and it just that's the way it is you know there's no you, you stop you stop even realizing it right um, and it 
it occurred to me that a lot of people right now, because I know I do to an extent, uh, kind of ignore the news, right? You don't want to watch the news every night because it's so damn depressing. You know, there's hardly anything positive. And even the, the gravest of, of events, right? Things like funerals uh, for, uh, I know we had a, a couple of political figures pass recently. Um, things like funerals are become politicized. So then it's not about mourning the loss of someone who has done great things in this world and has left a mark on this world that will be remembered for generations and generations, but instead used as a political platform to attack the president or to attack the opposite political party just because people are there listening. You know, no wasted opportunity, never waste a good tragedy, which is a, a, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you say it, but I think it is just absolutely terrible the way that everything during this coronavirus pandemic and the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, the way everything has become ultra-political. Everything. And it's gotten to the point now, this is the conversation I was having with this, this friend, was that you can't trust anything you read or hear. You have to look to three or four, sometimes even five different sources. And once you start to get to see, in, at least for me, you start to see enough overlap between these, then you can kind of f- figure out what is fact and what is an embellishment by the media. And some of these headlines are, are you know, so purposely misleading. It's, it's awful, honestly. Um, and, you know, that comment. You're being radicalized because why? Because you you get your news from a different source, or because you don't agree with what uh, a lot of people see on the mainstream media. And I think that most people, if they did some research, would have a different opinion than what they do. I think that uh, the whole the sheep concept really uh, applies to this because people just hear the news every night over dinner, after work, whatever, and that's what that's all they know right? So if you don't have that opinion, then you're a radical, right? Then uh, if you're conservative, I mean, I want to, you know, let's, let's not even say that. Let's not even say it's about being liberal versus conservative. Let's just say that you are hearing one message on the news about what is good and what is bad, regardless what side of the aisle that, that falls on. Because you have a different opinion, that makes you a radical. And a lot of this goes back to the outrage mob on social media man keyboard warriors i swear to god uh it's 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 really upsetting i had another conversation uh with a different friend who who posted uh, it's not a meme it was just a post really of uh and even put commentary with it when he shared it saying hey i'm not posting this politically one way or the other this is just something i read it made me think and maybe there's something to it and basically what it was, uh, was something alluding to the fact that um, he didn't like Trump and he also didn't like Biden. And that maybe, given everything going on, this is the time in our history when we can really uh, start exploring the a third party. We can get away from the two-party system, which many people on, on both sides have, uh, ha- have hailed as a, a huge problem with our country. And, and after all, right now, that's the message, right? Our country needs to change. We need change. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think the way it's being brought about is kind of uh, silly in a lot of instances. In others, it's very meaningful. 
But he shared this uh, on his social media and was instantly, uh, you know, swarmed by people. And it seems like, you know, you start seeing your friends comment on stuff and you all kind of gang up. That's how the outrage mob really works. Uh, And half of these people are super well-educated and just very devout in their beliefs. The other half don't know the difference, but they're going to jump on just because their friends are there. Uh, And immediately it it became a bunch of commentary, not not a helpful discussion, not an informative discussion, but commentary on how uh, the the Libertarian Party will never work here. It'll, you know, it'll you can never elect somebody in that party because we have a two-party system here. While simultaneously decrying the state of our country because we have a two-party system. So to that point, I think it's odd that you're going to call somebody radical, right, or use that kind of term for somebody who is thinking outside the box. Well, you're you're pushing for change in this country. You're pushing for a change in how our system works, right? That's what you see in a lot of the media is, you know, uh, we need to rip the whole thing down. We need to rip this system down, tear it down. We need to build a new system. But when somebody is genuinely interested in exploring the concept of a third candidate outside the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, then you, what, you're going to attack them? You're going to you know, put them on blast, uh, on social media because it's what, it doesn't fall in line with what you think, you know, and and then you see comments like, well, anything's better than Donald Trump, you know, or I guess voting libertarians. Okay. If you're in, if you think that less government and more in, in quotes, free economy is a good thing, which I don't really understand because on one hand you always get people, uh, that seem to lean to the, the left side, the liberal side, that want more free this, more free that, more government subsidized everything. Um, but then when you look at, you know, uh, other alternatives, then it's somehow it's a bad thing. And I, I just, I don't get it. Um, it's like, it's more about you need to align with my opinion or you're wrong. You're a radical. I don't think that's, that's, that's right. Honestly, one of the things that we talk about here on the pod a lot is uh, it, whether it's uh, home preparation or it's gear or it's a firearm or whatever is do your research, make up your mind for yourself and go from there. Right. Because everybody's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, and it's it's the way to do it. Right. You need to be using logic over emotion. You need to know what the facts are. Okay, again, going back to you can't trust everything you, you see and hear in the media because it could be wrong. And a lot of times it has been. God knows how many times with COVID we've discovered misleading headlines, uh, false you know, I- information spread by the media that causes a huge panic. And yeah, let's not forget the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it just it's ridiculous that you can't. You, you can't have an opinion. And somehow if you back it with facts and you back it with research and acknowledged by, uh, you know, professionals or experts, what have you, it still just doesn't matter because it's not what the loud majority wants, right? Um, and I, I don't really, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time with that, you know? And, I, and, and honestly, um, you know, growing up in, in a home uh, where... I admittedly never followed politics growing up in the high school age, and that's a big deal. 
in schools today still, I'm sure, and it was when I was in high school too, as you approach the age of 18, informing kids about their, their right to vote and the impact it has on our democracy and how much of a responsibility it is. And it, and it is. And I, I, I believe that now more than ever. But growing up, um, I always voted Democrat. And I justified it to myself with a couple of very simple reasons. We were a blue-collar family. You know, my parents both worked uh, long hours. My dad uh, is in the auto workers union. That's what put food on our table. That's why we voted Democrat. And that was that's how it was explained to me. And it was very it was very cut and dry and very simple. And uh, that was enough for me at the time. That was enough for me. Uh, I, you know, didn't like George W. Bush uh, because we were a Democratic household. And then in the the first election I was able to vote in was the was was when Barack Obama was elected president and then the second time came around and I voted for him again and as I got older you know you start to experience things you start to uh see some things out in the the real world once you start working and and doing various different things depending on your your career path and everything and your views can change and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you a radical. Being a conservative doesn't make you a radical. Uh, you know, having viewpoints that align with both sides of the aisle. Okay, being a moderate that doesn't doesn't make you a radical. I think it's ridiculous. You know, one of the things that is pointed out a lot right now is the government and the action that they're taking in Portland, right? Um, and I think that that's that's scary. To think that um, a major city in the U.S. could be in a situation as bad as that. And it's been, I think, I believe uh, when I was looking at CNN.com earlier, they had it at about 60 days of continued protest uh, in, in the Pacific Northwest. I know, uh, you know, you have the Chaz or CHOP, well, the Occupied Zone, whatever you want to call it. And now everything that's going on in Portland, it's scary. Um, so for a majority or a, I don't want to say a majority, uh, a group uh, a large percentage of Americans to start looking at our our climate and environment that we're living in right now and saying, I want to be better prepared. I absolutely want to have uh, police and law enforcement or even military, you know, engaged in what's going on in this area. I, that's where I live. It's my home. I want to be safe. I want my family to be safe, you know, uh, and it's called radical because you you think that that's the right way to handle it. Or, you know, you have you value your Second Amendment rights and you're going to defend your home like this couple in St. Louis. That makes you a radical. I don't think that that's true. Uh, and if it is true, uh, I mean, I'd certainly be willing to debate that point with, with people. But if it is true, then, I, then, you know, if thinking for yourself, for, you know, using and valuing logic over emotion is radical, then be radical. That's, that's how I feel about it. Like I said, I try not to be too political on this podcast, but man, sometimes it just has to be said. And I think it's an important part of having uh, a, a mindset to be prepared for what's coming. And, and don't, don't sugarcoat it. There, stuff's coming. Something's going to happen. With this election we have in, in, uh, in November, it, it's going to be bad. I don't, I don't see a good outcome. I really don't. Um, I mean, and, and look at, 
what we're hearing about the allocation of funds and resources right now. And everything's, like I said, everything's politicized right now. Uh, you're radical on the right and you're, you're, you're woke on the left. I don't know. Uh, you know, this, even today I read another headline, uh, the department of justice operation legend, right? These are all these peaceful protests we're having in major cities across our country right now, right? They're deploying, uh, I wrote this down actually, FBI, the U.S. Marshal Service, the DEA, and the ATF are dispersing personnel to major cities across the country. Uh, Detroit is on that list. I believe Cleveland was also one of them, okay? And I'm, I'm in the southeast Michigan area. I'm, I'm close to Detroit. Uh, so that hits a little bit home, although I, but I, I don't disagree with it. Does that, and, and apparently that, that makes me radical for wanting to have that kind of government intervention right now to secure safety, because if we have police officers do it, A, then the protesting gets worse. If you want to call it protesting, it's actually rioting. Okay. When you're throwing bottles and rocks and there's gunshots and you're uh, destroying government property, public property, private property, then it's not a protest anymore. It, it literally is a riot. Okay. Uh, you have, you know, improvised explosive devices, okay, IEDs, whether it's a, a pipe bomb or whatever being used, you have Molotov cocktails being thrown around. It's not a protest anymore. And the people that sit there and say that anyone who has a different feeling about it doesn't care about this country or is a racist or is a conservative POS, it's just not true. If you were to take this situation and put it under uh, a bubble under a microscope and look at it without the political sides of it, would you still think that's okay? The way that people are behaving is, is okay? It's not radical to want to defend yourself and to defend your way of life. It's ridiculous that we have to defend that way of thinking. And here's another point. This, this Operation Legend, it was named after a four-year-old boy who was shot and killed in Missouri. It's a tragedy. And this is where we're at. Now we have to, we have a whole operation program put together, not in one location, not in one city, not in one state, across the whole country because of the lack of stability. And this is money, by the way, because, you know, like I mentioned in the, the last podcast, government activities all cost money. It all comes from someplace, right? Uh, all the commentary that we we heard and read uh, about the, 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 the current administration and their inability to act uh, for COVID relief. Um, well, guess what? Now that's more money that could be used for something productive being used on protecting these cities, protecting people's livelihoods. Okay, I mean, if you go ahead and, and look up some of these videos on uh, Facebook right now or YouTube even, of what Minneapolis looks like after the two weeks or however many weeks it was of basically just pure hell that, that was going on there with all the peaceful protesting, sarcastically. Uh, it's not good. And it's going to take, I mean, it's going to take years to rebuild that city. It's going to take years to rebuild that economy and to get things back to normal. And a lot of people come and say, oh, well, that's, uh, that's the most effective. I had somebody say that on, uh, on, a, on a Facebook post that, uh, you know, the rioting and looting was the most effective form of protest. Um, th no, no, that you're not even close to being right. Uh, and you just sound like an a-hole for saying it. Because, well, to you, you're sending a message. 
to somebody else that's uh, destroying their family and destroying their livelihood, how they put food on the table. Okay, speaking from somebody who personally uh, had to deal with that kind of tragedy years ago, it's it's not awesome. And whatever message you think was being sent, I would consider that a radical viewpoint. If that's since that's what we're talking about, that to me is radical. If you look at protests in the past and how things were achieved and and milestones were were made, yeah, it, there's inconvenience. Sure, you want to stop and get people's attention. While I I don't love that there you know were uh, traffic stoppages and blockages in my area for the Black Lives Matter rally. Okay, but that's the point. And to the best of my knowledge, it was probably most it was mostly peaceful. There was one small incident uh, in my in my city here, um, but that's the point. Okay, but people shouldn't be getting hurt. People shouldn't be losing businesses and years worth of work uh, and damage to livelihood. That's not, that to me is radical, you know, and it seems like none of that ever gets addressed in the media anyway, or if it is addressed, you know, by an outlet like Fox News, then again, we come back and it's, well, that's just a radical way of thinking. You need to be more like us because us, you know, uh, you need to be more like us. You need to be more like the woke majority. You need to be more like uh, what we say you need to be, which is h- hilarious for me because, um, and just speaking from my own personal uh, life experiences, a lot of the friends that I had were were made in my early 20s through uh, the, the performing arts, okay, as a musician. Um, and one of the big things that, you know, when people ask me about it and ask about their kids getting involved with music and things like that was, Going into high school, you know, everyone's very accepting. You know, band kids are really weird. Um, But there's all kinds of people involved in it. So it's huge, right? It's ultra accepting. Uh, You know, if you ever need help with your coursework or whatever, you know, there's an upperclassman who can help you. There's somebody else who has similar interests to you. Uh, There's people of all shapes, sizes, colors, whatever, you know, involved in the performing arts. And it's why it's such a positive outlet. and it's a very, it's a liberal art, right? And a lot of these people carry that mindset on. And that's good, except that it's the exact opposite of how they act as adults, right? Uh, you chastise your friends who don't, who don't vote the same way you do, okay? Uh, you, you attack in groups people who post something just looking for an open discussion. Maybe it was something was, was posted or asked uh, with the best of intentions, asking for answers because maybe they don't know. They probably don't know. It's so hard today to find the real information out there. You know, if you're somebody who majored in political science and you're talking to somebody who works in finance, clearly there's a disconnect there. Help each other. No, instead we want to attack each other and tear each other down. And that's, uh, and that's not seen as uh, a bad thing. That's seen as uh, if you don't share the proper viewpoint then you're wrong. And I, I can't, I, and I think right now the, today is, uh, it's July 30th, right? It's a Thursday. And one of the big things that you're seeing on, and I've, and I checked before I started this recording. Okay. I looked on CNN, I looked on Fox news and I looked on NBC. And one of the huge things that's being discussed right now, uh, is president Trump's comments on delaying the November election for fear of voter fraud, because one of the big things being pushed right now, mind you, mostly by uh, the Democratic Party, but I know there's people on both sides suggesting it due to COVID-related fears, um, is mail-in voting. 
and the president's uh, proposed solution to that was to push back the election. I am definitely not in favor of that, by the way. Um, I think that that's something that needs to be held firm. We need to have the election. Not to mention, that's several months away, and I know it takes time and it takes planning, but if people are still are able to go to stores right now, they're able to go to bars, and we're seeing lowering rates in a majority of states, not all of them, mind you, uh, I know that Florida and Texas and California are having a hell of a time with this right now, trying to get it under control. Um, but one of the things that I've said to people since this all started is the world keeps turning, right? We still have to, we still have responsibilities to take care of. And that's past family and past the groceries, past going to work. This country still needs to run. I think that we need to maintain a in-person uh voting um set up in november and and i and i've been told that uh you know i'm i'm an idiot for for feeling that way because the risk of infection is gigantic and we should just all mail it in and then there's no reason why we should even be remotely concerned about that and I, just off the top of my head um we've had issues with reporting in every major election even non-major elections there are always reporting issues it seems like some states are worse than others um, and, and we see these articles come out, it seems like every couple of weeks now where it, local election, state election, whatever, you have, uh, votes that were counted that came in for people who are deceased, have been deceased for 10 plus years, not even like a recently deceased, uh, individual. And in some cases, I think it was somebody's pet rabbit or, or pet cat was registered as a voter and was, was counted in some kind of election. I mean, that's, and let's not even let's not forget the hanging Chad incident in Florida, which I feel like it always comes back to Florida, right? Uh, but that was that was huge. When I believe it was uh, the I want to say it was the '04 election. I could be wrong on that, but the point is the same, right? That it's not always a guaranteed thing. Accuracy is not always guaranteed, and if the COVID reporting that we are dealing with right now and the inaccuracy of that, uh, again coming out of states with high cases. If that's any kind of indication to how our voting is going to be working, I mean, that's a real concern. Oh, I'm sorry, we accidentally round totaled up your your number of pneumonia, uh, seasonal flu, and COVID positive test results, and that's what we sent out on accident. And, you know... Everybody attacked the uh, the administration for pulling the uh, the polling information from the CDC and directing it over to the White House. So that was going to somehow make it worse. But then all of a sudden, you start seeing headlines from news outlets saying that there's a revision to the reporting and there were errors made. And uh, they admit that there were uh, mistakes with how they calculated the positive cases. Or they sent out 60,000 tests. And if a test didn't come back positive or negative, but it just didn't come back. Uh, it was, they were all counted as positive cases unless there was definitive proof of they were negative, you know, and it's just, it's not accurate, man. But to have that opinion right now, because everybody's so afraid of COVID and so afraid of a virus with a ridiculously low mortality rate that you're radical. If you think that, that, uh, we shouldn't be hiding and we shouldn't be doing, you know, the, uh, the mail-in voting. And I, I think, and that's just ridiculous to me, if, if you think about it. Now, do I, I, yes, I understand that the virus is a real fear. Uh, and yeah, there's immunocompromised individuals. Uh, there's, there's the elderly who were, since day one, we've known have been more at risk. But 
like I said, the world keeps turning, okay? So if you're immunocompromised, then yeah, you're probably well aware of how to do mail-in voting. You've probably been doing it for the last couple elections. I'd be willing to bet you're well-versed in this and you know how to do it or absentee voting, whatever the case may be. It's probably not anything new for you. But again, to say that uh, everybody needs to to be mailing this in, I think that's that's a terrible idea. And I think it leaves a lot of gray area for for how this election could go. Um, and and I, I think that this could be the election to maybe look into a, a, a third party like the Libertarians. Do I, I think that they are doing enough right now to try and capitalize on this? No, I don't. Um, but if we really want to be serious about talking about uh, change in this country and getting away from the two-party system, yeah, that it's going to have to happen eventually. So going back to, to what I had said earlier, to sit there and denounce the concept of voting for the third party while ultimately preaching that the country needs to change. It's, it's completely contradictory and totally asinine. Um, because and I think the big opposition for it is that in a lot of these instances, especially, I mean, I don't think that, uh, Joe Jorgensen will win this year. I don't. Um, but a vote for, uh, the third party is essentially a vote for the incumbent. Okay. That's how it was explained to me. Um, a couple of years ago in terms of polling uh, for a uh, area school board election was that um, if you vote for somebody who's not one of the front runners or favorites, it's, it's an essentially a vote towards uh, whoever is currently in office because it's not a vote for whoever's trying to get them out. So I think that's that's like a real fear for people that want to see, uh, quote unquote, anyone but Trump in the office. I think that obviously the strongest option right now is Joe Biden for that because he is the Democratic nominee for this election. Right. So, it, you know, to vote for somebody else is essentially voting for Trump in their minds. Um, it's not a vote for Trump. It's literally a vote for somebody else. And to commit to something like that is a step in the right direction towards real change. That's the part that's so upsetting is that you preach about wanting to see real change in this country, but then you denounce anybody who seems to want to commit to it because it's not your change, right? It's not your way of thinking. It's radical thinking. Uh, is it different? Yeah. You know, the libertarian party, uh, I'm not admittedly up to speed with everything that they stand for. Personally, I know some, they're a little bit, uh, looser on the gun control issue. They're more pro second amendment, which I appreciate. Uh, they're for drastic reductions in government, which I mean, to some degree, I think is a good thing to another degree, I, I think could be, could be harmful. Um, to be completely honest with you, I haven't done a ton of research on it. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that she's the answer. Uh, I, by the way, I don't support uh, a lot of what Trump has done and I don't support Biden, uh, my political beliefs aside. Um, I'm just, you know, strictly speaking about the environment we're dealing with this and uh, really trying to drive home the point that you need to do your own research, right? Figure out what aligns with your views. Clearly, like I said, coming from a household growing up where we were uh, a working class family, there's four kids, right? We weren't, we weren't poor off, right? We still were able to take vacations almost every summer. Um, we didn't go without a lot of things, but my parents worked really hard for everything we did have. My dad was one of those guys who would work like the 70, 80 days in a row without taking a day off. Um, you know, and loved working the weekends cause it was time and a half or double time. Um, and he worked hard for everything we had. So, you know, Hey, we were a democratic family. That's how it went. But 
I think that uh, you really need to make up your own mind uh, as things stand today, right? This we're in unprecedented times. Okay, so uh, if you used to vote straight Republican in the past, it may not align anymore. Uh, and honestly, if we're talking about voting and and candidates, I'd love to see a radical candidate come out in the next election. You know, and I had this conversation at the very beginning of the year. Uh, I believe it was late January with a friend who's a very strong liberal. He's very liberal and makes no apologies for it. And that's fine. Um, but I just told him, you know, I would like to see somebody who didn't, who didn't toe the party line just to get to that center stage. Who's somebody who ran on their own convictions and, uh, and didn't conform, you know, give me somebody who's Republican, who, who, who identifies as a Republican, but maybe the one thing about them that's different is they, they're actually pro-union. Okay. They could be, uh, in every other way, a Republican, you know, pro second amendment, uh, pro-life. They could be, uh, ultra religious and, uh, very much conservative, but they're pro-union or on the flip side, give me, see a Democrat who's in favor of the second amendment who's a, a, a large supporter of the Second Amendment. I just, I feel like uh, that we need to be radical in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think that the, 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 to jump back to last week, the stigma of being a radical right now is that you're a, a gun-toting conservative, you know, um, or that you want to see this country burn because you don't agree with what the mainstream media tells you that you should agree with. Um, I just, I don't know. Um, it's confusing uh, in a lot of ways, knowing what's going to happen in this country. Uh, and without some kind of compass to guide you, it's it's going to be difficult in the next few months. But I don't think that that means that anybody, sh A, you shouldn't feel bad about it, right? Your convictions are your convictions. And that's going to be different for everybody, right? I, I've already said it, but it's, it's huge, man. You know, um, I'm pro-choice. I don't have kids. Will that change when I have kids? Probably. But that doesn't matter because right now and by this election, I'm, I'm, I don't have a child. So my convictions and my beliefs and my thoughts are pro-choice in that particular, uh, you know, category. That's not to say that somebody else says that, uh, you know, pro-life is the right choice. Well, hey, then that's your conviction and you're welcome to it. That's the whole like the whole idea that this country was predicated on was that it's okay to have differing opinions and we're going to come together and we're going to work it out. Uh, but it, it seems, you know, like since the, since we've seen so much more social media, that that's, that's a shunned mentality and not at all acceptable. You know, you can't be pro second amendment because that's radical. You can't own body armor because uh, that's a military piece of equipment and you shouldn't have it. You can't watch Fox News because they're somehow, uh, <clears throat> and this was also something I pulled from the conversation uh, from with my friend that started this whole this whole concept for this episode, was that they're um, literally brainwashing people with the content that they put they push out, and uh, that it's scary to see how how they're radicalizing Americans, and again it's I. It, it's easy to target them because they're the only conservative news outlet. When you look at uh, CNN and NBC and you know ABC News or, or whatever, and a lot of these other uh, websites, it, 
dude, media leans left. That's just how it is. Um, so to say that this is the one loan outlet trying to brainwash people, no, it's just pushing a different message. And if you don't like it, then get your news from one of the other sources. Now, I did <clears throat> actually did pull up these websites. Uh, and I'm actually looking at it right now, looking at um, you know the CNN webpage and the NBC News webpage. The the big uh, items was the uh, the John Lewis funeral and uh, and you know the and Obama's uh, speaking there and there's mentioned and these are just the headlines. Um, it says former president delivered in his most forceful address since leaving office and took aim at Trump, right? And then uh, just a couple bullet points down, <clears throat> it talks about Obama takes a shot at Trump during uh, Lewis eulogy. Now, just to pause for a second, a eulogy is supposed to be a, a touching uh, speech about the life and the work of somebody who has passed, right? It's in many ways, it's a celebration and an honoring of that person. Um, so to me, it's absolutely sickening that it was used as a political platform. Now, if you want to talk to the media after that, that's fine. Um, in my mind, it, that, that's, that's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But jumping back over to um, NBC News here <clears throat> and seeing what they have to say about it, um, and it's again, it's Obama gives passionate eulogy as John Lewis honored at funeral. And it's, you know, so then it's painting Obama in this positive light and how passionate he is. Uh, and then, but then that, that, you know, two lines down says Obama takes aim at Trump over voting rights in, in, in protest response. And it's again, we're, we're just, we're politicizing these tragedies. And we have enough going on in this world right now. We really don't need anything else to anything else negative going on but that's what we see from those two news outlets and if i jump over to you know to fox news and i try to see what they're saying you know uh, are they addressing this um and attacking uh and attacking obama for what he said no they're not it's mentioned in a bullet point somewhere here i'm sure of it um but what's at the top of their page Three Chicago cops are shot outside a police station during an arrest. Um, to me, that doesn't seem radical. To me, that seems like something that should be addressed. You know, Chicago's going through a hell of a time right now. Uh, so I'm not, say, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be celebrating the life of John Lewis and the great work he did in the civil rights movement. Um, but I will say I think it's awful the way that his death is being politicized. <clears throat> and I get it, he was a politician. But the man's dead. Talk about how great he was. Talk about all the wonderful things he did to further this country and, uh, and, and the civil rights and, and just human rights in general and all the good things that he did. Don't use it to bash the president. That again, that's not saying that he doesn't deserve to be bashed. Okay, I'm not a huge Trump fan. But I just think it's awful. Uh, that behavior to me is more radical than uh, looking at the radical news outlet here, Fox News, who's talking about the death. Uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't say death, but the three Chicago police officers, law enforcement officers, uh, were shot. But that's that's not worth talking about because that's not going to incite a, uh, a large amount of emotion, right? Because that seems to be the thing is that the emotional response, the power that comes with a lot of emotion is what 
you know, the, the mainstream media uh, goes after, right? Or the liberal media, well, I'll say that, the liberal media goes for, right? They want you to respond emotionally. Don't, right? Don't, don't use logic to look into it. And again, I've, I've talked about this book a couple of different times on the pod because I really, really did enjoy it. Fortitude by Dan Crenshaw. He talks a lot, not about what side of the argument you're on, but how you respond to the arguments, right? Don't let emotion drive how you live your life. Don't let emotion be what you, what you use to make your decisions and, and how you see the world. Calm down, okay? Use logic and reasoning. And at the end of the day, if you still feel that way, then that's fine. But the outrage mob should not be allowed to, to steer the country. Uh, and right now I'm pretty, that's the case to me. That's the radical side that, that people don't want to talk about. Um, and you know, to a certain extent, deflecting is a great way to, uh, to distract from all of that and everything that's going on. Um, like I said, it's, it's scary because you have so many people that, that won't think for themselves and won't, won't learn on their own the difference between what they're, they're seeing and hearing and what's actually going on. And, hey, you can tell me I got a tinfoil hat. You can tell me that I'm a conspiracy theorist. You can tell me that I, I really am radical. And that's, that's fine. It is. Uh, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I'd like to consider myself fairly well-informed. I like to look up the, the key issues that matter to me and make up my mind based off of that. Again, that's not saying one side or the other is correct. Okay, I have a lot of views that that fall on either side of the aisle. I very much consider myself a moderate. I think a lot of Americans do, really. But again, if you're not somebody who who seems to fall, I'll just I mean, I'll, and like I said, I'll I'll continue to just say it. If you're not ultra liberal, then you're a radical, um, because you know Trump, Donald Trump is the devil. Everything the Republicans stand for is evil. And if you don't believe everything that the Democrats do, then then you're just you're a terrible person and you're wrong. And it sucks um, because it's doing nothing positive for this country. In a time when this country needs to, to, to rise up together and be better for each other, it, it seems everything, everything we're doing is counterintuitive to that. It's just driving the spike deeper, driving the wedge deeper, and driving us further and further apart. Uh, you know, and you have you have other uh, podcasts, other uh, figures coming out and saying things like, "Hey, this we could see another civil war if things don't change." Uh, I certainly hope that's not the case. Um, that's actually something that I'm afraid of. That that would be terrible. This country is in a real, real scary place right now, for sure. So that wraps it up for this week, guys. Uh, like I said, I had something else planned for this week. Uh, but after, you know, the, the, the events that, that happened earlier, um, you know, it was Monday, like I said, uh, it stuck with me. It was something that I thought should be talked about. And it's my podcast, so I'm just going to talk about it anyways because uh, I can. No one's going to tell me no. Uh, but hopefully, you know, hopefully it makes you think a little bit. Um, I've had, I've definitely had some friends reach out to me over all the stuff that's going on. And I've, I've reached out a little bit more. I've, if nothing else, I've learned more with everything that's going on, whether you're talking about, uh, equal equality and, and race and, uh, and the civil rights movement or 
you're talking about the administrative powers of government or hell biology uh, looking into how viruses are transferred and you know what you need to really look out for uh, so if nothing else during all this you learn something but like we always say do your research figure out what works for you and be prepared take care guys we'll see you next week